1: Yo, what's up, Square Brigade? On this episode, we have Joe Matarese, good friend of mine. We discuss, uh, do you treat wilder girls any different than uh, more calm and more demure? Uh, We're giving advice, talk about giving advice to your kids, examples of keeping your word. And we talk a lot about authenticity, which is a topic that we're always covering.
2: Yeah, it's a, it's a great show. And also, uh, also if you want to join us over at Patreon, we do the bonus show with Joe. Patreon.com slash Manschool 202 is where we do all the bonus content. Um, and it helps us keep the show going. So if you want to check, uh, this bonus show out with Joe, we continue our conversation with Joe Matarese as we talk about how to, uh, how to grow with, without someone. So you can be with someone, uh, talking with your kids, being successful in career and life, you know, and those are the things. And, uh, uh, yeah so you know enjoy the show if uh and oh also uh dante you're doing consultations right how do people reach yeah, you? yeah one-on-one cons-
1: consultations uh hit me at dante click on yeah. consult you know what it is
2: yeah and uh i'm uh as as dante has pushed me i'm finally doing consultations as well uh so you could email me advice from harry at gmail.com enjoy the show i'm
1: not an alpha male i'm not a beta male either i'm just a better man better man Put your happiness first, because if you don't, they won't. Yo, yo, what's up? GYBB, get your balls back. WWDD, what would Dante do? The sexual revolutions being podcasted, and I am excited. Uh, we got a special show with a special guest today. Now, I know I've said that 500 times before, but this time I mean it. Um, first and foremost, what's going on, how you ready to rock and roll?
2: Absolutely, Dante, born ready to rock and roll, man. I'm excited oh, about I've it. I've heard that. Yeah, you, that's what they say about me. They yeah. go, this guy is ready. They see me, and they go, this guy is ready to rock and/or roll. He is, or both. Rec- rock or roll, or both. Now I want to
1: introduce my guest, a consummate professional, uh, fantastic stand-up com- comic, good friend of mine for ah, might be 20 years now, huh, Joe? Could be yep, 20 years, yep. but uh, uh, Comedy Central, all kinds of shit he does, podcasts. And I, I, I'm going to give him his props about something special in a minute. But um, No longer give, a podcast. You know? Okay. All right. Um, well, um, give it up for my boy, Joe Mataricio. Joe Mataricio's in the building. Uh, what's up, hey, Joe? Hey.
0: Thanks for having me, Dante. Good, good, to, so see you, good to see you, Harry. See, so so see
1: you, bro. See you, man. See you. Um. The, now I'm gonna. This, here's the props that I want to give you. I would never be podcasting if it wasn't for Joe Malaris. Mm. Um. I, or or That's at weird. least I would have been podcasting way later. Joe Malaris was. A, I was a, a a co-host on Joe's one of the early podcasts fixing Joe back in the day. Long. I mean, this was before people were like podcast What these is- what is this thing you call podcasting? We were doing it back then. God, if we had only known, Joe. Right? We mm-hmm. kind of got this Joe Rogan hundred million dollars if we <laughs> if we had just sticked with it a little harder and a little earlier. Um, but Joe, I I I I I I don't know if I've said that to you. Harry. you know that that, that Joe is the one that got me into podcasting?
2: I didn't know that for sure. It might have come up on the show, but I barely pay attention anymore. Dante, it might have it might have been said. No, nah, you said yeah. that. you always talk glowingly about Joe.
0: Well, Dante, and- Dante was always one of those guys though, that had a lot of gear, a lot of like technical equipment. So like it was easy to get you into podcasting because you already owned everything <laughs> you had. Yeah, all the But, shit. you know,
1: I also had no idea what it, I mean, like literally Joe explained to me what it was. I might have almost got him divorced a couple of times running my, money, <laughs> <laughs> espousing my, my uh my big mouth. But I don't,
0: I always give you the props for that, Uh-oh. Joe. Oh, I just I, made a mistake. Hold on, hold I, 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 on. Sorry.
2: Just as we were giving you your props, but um, giving you. Pro- by the yeah. way, with Dante, you were the reason we're podcasting. Is you a lot of people asked had asked me to do podcasts. You're the only one who ever followed up. Right. You were the only one who called me up like two weeks later. Right? Like, I got all the stuff and I was like, ah, oh, shit. Now I got to do this podcast. I was mm. like, oh, man, now we got to do this. Yeah. Yeah. You're the only one who followed up. You're like, yeah, all right, let's do it. Let's do it. What do I need? I go, oh, well, you need this, this, and this. And you're like, all right. And then I'd get a phone call. You wouldn't call me. And then like two weeks later, I, all right, I got the stuff. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> I got the stuff. When are we doing this? What? what see, Joe,
1: Harry was like, what stuff? The stuff you told me to get. i "I didn't tell you well i got it so now what do we do now Now what what do we do now i guess
0: we gotta do a podcast it also reminds me of you know they say this about all all the uh, writers in los angeles they're not really hilarious or great writers but they do know how to finish a project so like that's what gets them the jobs
1: yeah, yeah. You
0: say you're gonna do it, and you in a creative world, almost most creative people are like, "Yeah, I'm gonna do that," and they they <laughs> just never do it.
1: <laughs> it never never finish it. Um, one of the one of the co-hosts, one of our co-hosts that actually does his own thing now, uh, he actually writes the Charlemagne thing. He said, um, "Young, do, you know, you can learn from everybody." He was like, "I want to get a writing job," and. I he 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 just wrote like he he wrote he submitted his projects to to play everything he could submit it to he rewrote it he resubmitted it he sent even he, this was something he was interesting and I thought was interesting he said I sent it to my peers and said look I wrote this what do you think about it and so it almost it was almost like he got a reputation. This is Andre Andre D Thompson. I don't know if you know Andre, but he um he 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 would send it to his peers and say, "Yo, I wrote this. What do you think? Send me some feedback." And so what happened was when any of these things kind of broke, when things broke for his friends or his 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 colleagues or people at his level, and they needed somebody to write, they were like, Well, I got a guy that could write. And it just because he but he but he was pushing and he was sending content out um with no intention other than to write content and just to write, write, right. And he and he kept writing until he got one of the one of the head writers on uh, on Charlemagne's show. So it's like um he was like, just be open to kind of set it. Well, but you don't do any podcasting
0: anymore, nothing. Joe, no, I haven't. No, I haven't. I stopped doing a podcast a couple months ago. I did it for a year, and then
1: what I, kind of? What was the podcast?
0: I did a podcast called Pretender to Contender, and I would interview different people that were successful in entrepreneurial jobs and shit like that. It wasn't a comedic mm-hmm. podcast, and right, right. That's what I started to realize. If I ever do a podcast again which my wife won't let me but <laughs> <laughs> if I ever did one again I would do it in front of a live audience where I could like be f- the funnier me when I when you take the audience away like you'll see it in yeah. the, this podcast that I'm gonna do with you you two guys today I don't I'm I'm not a funny guest I'm like serious when there's no audience there but when there's an audience there I, I mm. tend to go to the funny mode more and I don't I don't really know how to channel that when there's not an audience there. Mm. I just like to have a conversation when there's not an audience there. It doesn't sound right to be going for goofy like you're on for no reason. Yeah, I don't like those people. Yeah, but I don't think people like those people. They don't. Well, I mean, if you ever bring your comedian friends that are really funny on stage and they're very on off stage around your regular. Oh, I hate that. When I when they're around my regular friends that aren't comics, they literally yeah. get mad. They're like, "What the fuck? That guy's fucking annoying!" And you're like, "Right, right, right, you know, right." So he's good on stage, but yeah, I get it. So they don't <laughs> like it. Normal people don't like someone who's overly on.
1: Yeah, but I don't. Here's what I don't understand. I don't understand why you think that's not a good thing. Like, it's like a- so. So here's here's what's interesting. I think that um, uh, being a comic. Um, gives you perspective on things that you wouldn't know. But first thing, I don't know, anybody that's not self-aware or a, a very observant is not a good comic. I mean, I think those are some of the characteristics that you have to have. And so we just take those observations and those things that we're aware of and we're reading the room and being aware of it. And because we're reading a room, we have these perspectives. And I think when you're when you're a young comic, you, okay, this is, this is what's funny right and then i think when we the hot, the next level of standup comedy is what do i want to say that's meaningful and honest about my honest perspective and then you use your skill set to find the funny in it you know whereas younger comics will have a like i always say they have like a phrase like they'll they'll come up with a phrase that they think it's funny like uh, I don't know like uh like ass babies right and they'll think that that's a wow oh, that's funny and then they'll write a joke so that they can say ass babies do you know what yeah. I mean yeah, and, right. and 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 that's but when you when you're I mean how long have you been doing comedy now Joe over 30.
0: Or, over 30 over 30 yeah
1: 30 like 30 what high 30s low 30s because we're at that age now where you could you can, you know, where we can actually, you know, like there's 30, there's 33, then there's 37. You know, oh. we, we actually know. people. I, have been- I
0: started when I was 19 and I'm 30 and I'm 55. So, I mean, we're like 35, 36. Wow. Years so you're like
1: day. that mid, which is you because we know, we personally know guys that are 37, 38, 40 guys who started when they were 16 and they're 50 now. And But, yeah. but I mean, I think we get to a point where in order for it to stay, fulfilling we gotta which I always say you know when people will say man that 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 was great what you did was great up there I'm trying to stay interested in comedy I'm I'm trying to still like what I'm doing and like being on stage and in order to do that I gotta push myself artistically to keep doing it because if I do if I do the you know uh if I I mean and and eh, I was gonna say no offense, but I always offend people like Brian Regan when I'm a dude who's just and then I I'm like, yeah, I might as well stop doing comedy now. Like I'm a fucking 60-year-old dude, and I'm um, you know,
2: it's, it's
1: good. You know, I like it's that character like,
2: might take off, Dante. You could be the next you think the so? cable guy. yeah. You know what? Stranger things have happened on the internet. Propeller beanie on the top of your head, you're good, man. I
1: I see. I see Joe getting ready to steal it. He's getting ready to steal it.
2: Joe's like, you know what? Maybe it's time to get that podcast going. Just when I, just (laughs) when I think I'm out, Dante pulls me back in.
1: But, but I think, I think what's interesting. I think I also think that comics are really interesting people. The people who are not just on all the time. They because they got something to say and I think I think you've always had something to say and I think that's way more interesting than being on I, I mean I just can't and, and I and I also I think the other thing is when you look at the type of money like when you look like Joe Rogan does his thing you got 100 million dollars and who would have even thought that you could interview somebody for three hours two and a half three so who would think that somebody would listen to an interview for three hours or listen to anybody talk for that long. Um, But I I think what also with podcasting, there's a, there's an element of, of authenticity when you're not just on and when you're actually talking, you know, when you're talking for your own person. And I think people want to hear interesting people talk,
0: you know? Um, I think, I think what you're saying also can connect with social media, you know? Yeah. um, I've had, like, for instance, like Kevin Brennan had given me advice when I went on his show a couple of times. Uh, just that I should just post uh stand-up. Um you're he's like, you're a great stand-up comic. All your posts should be stand-up. So you start posting all stand-up, right? And mm-hmm. you you get some good views on certain clips that you know are like your best stand-up bits. Yeah. But you still find, and this is my observation on it, and I'm and I'm pretty sure I'm right. There are people out there that want to see you not doing stand up like yes. you just being you like yeah. yeah you know like for instance, I posted a Instagram clip a couple of days ago where I was smoking a cigar while, while driving in my jeep with the top down and I said uh, I said I've, <laughs> this is how I am in life I go I go way ahead too far I go I opened my own comedy club which I had a feeling you were gonna bring up. I open my own comedy club. I go, we're two shows in, and I'm fucking driving around like a rich deuce bag going, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm successful, right? You know. Yeah. <laughs> so like people kind of like that. You know, it makes them want to write shit on your whatever you posted. So you right. can't you can't just do just stand up over and right, over right, and right. over. That people now they so when you're a good podcaster, the guys that are good at it for some reason. People want to they want to see, like you said, behind the behind their, you know, I used to love when Mark Maron first did his podcast and he stopped doing this. And I thought it was the most interesting thing about him as a podcaster where he would be on his way. For instance, early on, he had Robin Williams, right? Right. He had he was on his way to San Francisco to interview Robin Williams at his house and he had. A recorder in his car, and he's talking awesome. while he's yeah. driving, going, "I'm oh, man, yeah. I'm nervous. This, this, and it felt like you were like, yeah, you were behind the scenes of a podcast, and he, yeah. he did. That. And I was like, I, that was that brought me in. Like, you know, it's yeah. like, how do you bring people into what's not just you as a stand-up comedian, which. I've tried, but it, it, I think it's it, it, to, for it to also be so exciting and fun, even if it's not hilarious. That, that's, a, that's an art, how to do that. And I don't have that.
2: Yeah, we're going to take a quick break. So just hold tight. We'll be back.
0: There's something magical about unboxing.
1: So, you know, this is a relationship podcast. This was I got the idea for this podcast because I, you and you would be talking about your marriage and stuff. And I would always be like, like, I mean, ex-pimp, ex-stripper, ex. And I would right. be like, Joe, it doesn't work. That's not how it works, you know. And I, and I was doing it from and and I've even had people say, oh, you, you know, this is about you know, getting laid and stuff. And I go, no, but it's, it's even doing those jobs is about uh, paying attention, paying attention to the details. So one of the things that I say, like even years and years, like I was a male stripper for 10 years. So understanding women was depending dependent upon the fact Like I didn't make any, if you can't, if you didn't understand women, you don't make any money.
0: Like, I was going to say, yeah, you had to you you understood what would make women give money. I mean, yes. that is, is that the same as understanding women? Absolutely, because I used to say,
1: well, look, here's the thing. I, You know, I I pimped for about six years. And if you know how to have somebody go and sell her pussy and give you the money, right, it's really easy to get them to shut up during the World Series. Do you know what I'm saying like the 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 jump of that is a it's a very small the the same principles are in place um and and the consistency of that is the same thing it's the same the objective may be different, but well, understanding I'll, those I'll
0: tell you and this could be you know kind of the fodder for this episode with me as a guest
1: mm-hmm.
0: I think there's a difference between how to be with A woman who, you know, goes to male strip shows and a girl that is a, you know, someone who's a who's a prostitute and or or even a girl that's, you know, kind of a player a little bit versus Mm -hmm. versus a woman that is more like marriage material a good mom that kind of thing there's a difference and because i know because i did date a lot of the wilder girls my whole life and then i i i settled down with my wife with someone who was very opposite to all those and um but it took me a while to want to be with someone like that like when you're young your your taste your chase can change as a man absolutely so um uh, and I'm coming into your show. I don't know how you, what your guests usually do, but I mean, I, I, I'm, I, not, well, I'm not I'm well, not someone I, coming in saying, "Hey, my marriage is bad," or "No, no, this no. is wrong." You know, you know that. I always say that when yeah. I come on your shows, things things are very good.
1: Right. So uh
0: I, I'm trying to think what we can talk about where we're giving well, men well, advice. What
1: we're talking about already is like so. First of all, is um so so let me give you a background because we haven't spoken in a while but so I started doing consultations like I do paid yeah. one-on-one you you've been you
0: were doing that the last time I spoke with right
1: you. but I've been doing it for about I don't know Harry how about but maybe six years
0: about six years yeah that's about and nine. so five six years
1: I've refined my ideas and stuff I think mm-hmm. they've always really matured so i like like it what's funny is the podcast came from from the radio show that I was doing with Patrice, we were doing it on open Anthem We I called remember. it the Black Philip and then we flipped the script. And so, but the, but the idea was really wasn't really pimping and trying to get laid and stuff. Although it could be that, yeah. but there it was, was all
0: subjects,
1: right? It was all kind of subjects. But you, you, the,
0: so you're the, like you're like hitch you're like the movie hitch kind of right isn't that would you would be to a certain to?
1: extent but but it's 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 what i think is so there's something that i say i don't know if you've ever heard me say this before and if you did you probably don't remember i used to say i always say this true wisdom is the understanding of underlying concepts how they relate to situations that seem irrelevant but really are not and so when we look when we delve into uh, these problems or conflicts or whatever. Um and there's um this the we find out these cosmic and universal truths. Um what I've what I've found in all the years that I've been doing this and all my experience is that those cosmic and universal truths are just that. They're are uh, they are the truth. And they are applicable to every situation. So where you're saying there's a difference in a woman that's a white, a, a, a prostitute or a whore. Or, or, well, I'm say, know, no, wild. I'm
0: not saying there's a difference in the women. I'm saying there's a difference in the behavior of the man. If you're with this kind of woman versus it's not the same for all women.
1: And I would you know? say. I would push back on that, and I would say why, and I'll tell you why. And we and we could debate this because it's it's great that we have a difference of opinion. When you feel as though this woman is marriage material, right? Mm-hmm. You instantly act and you act different. You're a different person because you have decided that this person's value is more than somebody that you just got a, got hooked up with. Now. It doesn't necessarily mean that that the value that you put on this person is is accurate. Um, But when we're when we're hooking up. So so there's something I used to say. A woman is a direct reflection of the guy that she's fucking. Um, Mm -hmm. And so the reason why I say that is because women tend to be very malleable in terms of like women will have friends that they party with. Friends that they shop with, friends that they talk about their lives and their family and their, if they're mothers and their children and they have women, that, so they have multiple friends. Guys, you we usually have we have people that we know we can't friends that we can't fuck with because we can't take them in those in those situations or or but they're still our friends. It's it's not like we don't really compartmentalize our friends in that way. Um, unless we feel we have to, so I think that there's always a the, this intention on kind of as a as a man you 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 are like we all got friends that we don't like that you know old friends of ours that just we we they, they're kind of grandfathered in and we go ah oh, he's my friend yeah I know he's a dickhead or he's cheap or he's a he's dumb or whatever but but we still keep them whereas I I've I've found that women have very specific groups of friends for different things and it it's malleable and so when they attach themselves to a particular in a particular relationship in a man that man has is is she becomes a reflection of that so yeah i mean the extreme situation if you have if a woman has an abusive man um, a lot of times that abuse will take away her creativity. No matter how creative creative she is, if if somebody's, you know, beaten on her or be, abusing her emotionally, she doesn't have that ability to be creative. And whereas, you know, I, I would say like a woman will find a way and times will find a way to cut a dude's dick off to emasculate a dude, but he will always just find, you know, basically to cut his dick off. And but a man will always find somebody else to pin it back on. Like he'll just find somebody else to, you know what I'm saying? Like we are kind pin of. It?
0: Did you say pin it back? Yeah, on? Just to pin it like yeah. a like, <laughs> like like a pin, <laughs> like pin it the tail on the
1: donkey. Yeah, you know? the tail on the donkey. <laughs> but I I think that as a man, I think that being who we are is is not being consistent about who you are by even by other men is looked upon as being full of shit you know what i mean even when we talk about you know our friends that we maybe don't like or maybe are not you, we can't take everywhere they are who they are you know who they are there's no surprises it's not there's not like they don't have these multiple personalities where they code switch in in certain situations you, you just got to bring the people around your wife that you know you can bring around your wife and there's people that you can't you know um So uh, but I think the the, the other is true is that who you are as a man also changes the way that they that the way that they are. So a guy. So I I think the principles that there's certain specific principles that you can have in place that just don't uh, don't give space for that. So um, I don't I don't see I don't really see women as different. As different, and, and to be honest, I don't really see men as different. I mean, I'm, I'm talking about a variation of women, but I think all women have those. And I know it's hard to say all women because you, you're, you know, you're, you're talking broad-brush. generally
2: about well, human psychological behavior, right? And, and you know, and, and generally and do the tend to do the same things. There's what. Right, that's and what's funny about that is, is
1: you you're not allowed in this day and age. You're not allowed to say that about women, which is interesting because there's a whole section of of behavioral psychology that is about generalities and 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 patterns that All humans do. I think we think we're very different, but we're not different. Every guy does the same shit that every guy does for the most part. I mean, there's always differences in in small ways, but we all kind of respond in the same way. And every woman does the same shit that every woman does. If, If we were so different, I always, the joke I always say is just, I've never heard of anybody taking a shit and facing a tank. Like we know millions of people, and nobody ever goes, ah, this would be cool. I could put a sandwich here. I could do some writing here, um, but nobody ever does it that way. And so when something is fundamental, it's taking a shit, somehow nobody's creative when it comes to that. You know what I mean? Uh, so so I, I, I push back in sense of, of seeing this as, as different. If you, uh, I will say this, if you're not, if you don't know what your value is, and you allow a woman to define you, um, she won't respect you. I, I don't care if she's if she's a if she's a hooker, if she's your wife, if she's your mama, if she's your sister. If you are not not clear about who you are, what your value is, what you're willing to tolerate, what you're not willing to tolerate, then you are always subject to being pushed and manipulated and changed in, in different ways. And I think so, so it's been a long time since you've been in the show and I, and I say this often on the show. So there's three principles that I've narrowed the whole show down to, like I've been talking to guys and talking about this. So this, the, the acronym is ACE, right? The acronym is ACE. It's authenticity, credibility, and empathy. Now, that seems really simple and really simplistic, but authenticity in terms of, I tell the truth, um, even if the truth hurts, even if the truth will get me into a situation where I'm un- it may create an uncomfortable situation. Two, I'm credible. If I say I'm gonna do something, I do it. If I don't think I could do it, I say I can't do it. If I can do it and I find out later that I can, the minute I figure out I can't, F- fulfill my end of the bargain, I let you know. And empathy that any person that I'm having a social interaction with, a social dynamics with, I recognize that they are another human being in another place and another time with other different upbringing. And they might have concerns that I don't know and I'm willing to listen to that. Now, that seems very um, unpimp like, I guess, because it seems just so fundamental. But it really, it's really not like um, <laughs> some of the the, the most popular prim- pimps that I knew were honest. They didn't, they didn't mince words. They didn't I mean, well, clearly they didn't mince words, mm. um, but they said what they meant, what the truth was, what the, what the truth of the game was. And they, they, they didn't make any bones about it. Secondly, if they said they was going to do something, they did it. So it meant it's like, if you don't get my money, bitch, I'm going to (laughs) be. That was, there was no, there's no light between that. And because there's no light between that, when you tell the truth and you have credibility, your words have so much more power because there's no space for, there's no light between that. And your words have gravity because they 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 preclude action and and you don't have to be
2: a pimp for that to work. My no. relationship, I'm certainly not a pimp. I'm not pimping out my girl, but it's still it's it's just being a man of your word. And if you say something and following through and just not bullshitting and going, that's the last time you do that. And then it keeps happening. That is valuable in a relationship, regardless of to what level, you know, it, it, it doesn't matter if you're a pimp. It works there. But also, if you have a regular relationship, it works there as well. It, it carries over is the point I'm trying to make. Yeah.
1: And even if you're married. I mean, if yeah. you if they're you know, I think sometimes, you know, men are in a lot of men are in situations where, you know, they. They don't agree with certain things and because of the marriage, um, they, like I'm not willing to, I'm willing to compromise, but I don't love anybody enough to be unhappy for them. And anybody that's asking me to be unhappy for them is somebody who doesn't love me, doesn't love me back. Um, And also, I think that the other thing to take into consider, if you're in a marriage, and you're and somebody wants some different things than you want, right, and they don't have the empathy to understand that your happiness is important. um, If you It just, sometimes I think it, it, sometimes it just is a situation where we don't match up and it's okay if we don't match up. But if we don't match up and I'm not getting the things that fulfill me, the things that I want out of this relationship, then I'm willing to end the relationship and find somebody who does. I'm not mad at you because you don't see me as valuable enough or, or as good enough. I just, that's your opinion. I'm not going to let you define me anyway. So I'm willing to walk away from this and find somebody who is. But and, I got to have And if a she's certain... unhappy,
2: by the way, just oh, my, yeah. his, my history will tell me if she's unhappy, she's going to let, you know, and it's not going to be smooth sailing. She is going to vocalize that whether there's compromises or not. Ultimately, if she's not happy, she's going to let, you know, and there's going to be problems, whereas men tend to try to compromise Apease. and we just try to ignore just it, a
1: compromise, but appease. Apease, they- yeah. We don't compromise we don't, we is we, not a
2: fair word, appease and just letting things go. We, we chalk that under compromise a lot of the times. And it's sometimes yeah. it's not compromise. It's just trying to avoid a problem and then just brushing it aside. Yeah, because we're like, I don't want no problem.
1: Yeah. So what is it you want me to do? All right, I'll do that if you could just shut the fuck up or leave me the fuck alone or give me my peace. That's not really a compromise. A compromise is that you get some of what you want. And she gets some of what she wants. If there's no no equal exchange of that, or it's no com, then that's not a compromise. You're just hiding, and you're willing to give up whatever you're willing to give up to have peace. And to me, that ain't a great relationship. You know, I, I just don't, and I'm not willing to. I mean, I'm I'm 55, so I'm I have seen more sunsets than I'm gonna see, and I'm not. I'm just not gonna go through my life with somebody who is not interested in my happiness and wants to wants me to just be who they want me to be. And then all of a sudden, because they're always, oh, I'm always the problem, I gotta do this and I gotta do this. And then when it comes to like, well, what, what are you, what compromises are you making for me? And there's none, it's just, you need to be more attentive. You need to be, yeah, and you need to suck my dick more. So it's like, like, Compromise means it's both on both ends, so I don't know if that makes sense about what my pushback is. Um, Joe, do you, do you understand what I'm saying?
0: I don't really know what you're asking me, but
1: <laughs> I, well. <laughs> So I, I don't I just don't think we're different I don't, I don't think we're I, different yeah,
0: I don't think I don't, so I don't either think I mean I, I, I didn't I, I didn't say we I didn't say we were different I hope this didn't That's not what started this <laughs> No
1: no no I'm not I'm not just having a discussion and I think that this is So it's funny because you said you know initially you was like you're not funny on a podcast and I'm like Nah dog. I want a dude who's been married and has children You are the dude I want to talk to I mean right You're you're making this work. And I, I want people need to hear how you make this work.
0: Well, you I, know what I, mean? I mean, I think a huge piece is some of the stuff you said, which is like, um, don't compromise and all that kind of stuff. And being yourself is like really yeah. important. And sometimes when you're younger, you don't know who you are. So it's hard to be yourself because you're a lot of different versions of yourself. As you get older, you start being one way. And that's probably when I met my wife, when I started to mature to that level that I was able to, I was able to attract somebody that I wanted, like I was attracting the women that weren't, weren't up to par for what I wanted, you know what I mean, I had wanted this thing that like, I was too fucking all over the place and a right. mental mess to to attract so i was and I, mm-hmm. and then i was settling for lower over and over and over again and then i would date them, you know as i got older the relationships would last a lot shorter with girls that weren't the one mm-hmm. that i wanted to you know spend my life with i could in a week i knew i was just like oh, right. this, this isn't it right. this isn't it and then when i did meet my wife i could tell that she was it before i met her in person just talking to her in Mm -hmm. person like i just had this talk with my son because my son's 14 and he's starting to like you know yeah they're out there they're picking up girls and he's, you know he's got a a posse of guys and they're going out every night of the week in the summertime Mm -hmm. you know and how they meet girls online he's telling me (laughs) it's so funny because he's telling me they go on snapchat you send a picture she sends a picture and and like then they go we're gonna be here later and then you get your friends and then you go there right and he's telling me his one friend goes he goes my one friend got catfished and i go what what do you mean what do you mean like i'm clueless i didn't even really i could figure out what it meant but i wasn't completely sure and he's like that's when you think she's gonna look one way and she doesn't and he goes and he got catfished because she didn't look so good and i said and this is you know this is a dad speaking you know i I try to come at my son with a little wisdom and i go sometimes she's what if she's like doesn't look as good but she's got has a great you know personality and then all of a sudden you get attracted to her even though she doesn't look as hot as she was going to look in the picture but the personality drew you in i said sometimes that can happen but you won't be able to tell unless you talk to him he's like i'm just a player i just he you know he's trying to be cool to me he goes i don't need no i don't need one my son he's 14 and he'll look, i'm making him sound like he's who's hanging he's who's he black hanging black. out with at 14 yeah that's he how hanging he's out kid, at the yeah.
2: otb in 1973 where you yeah. where you setting him
0: i don't know it's because we live in new rochelle you yeah. know there's a, they, they all they do is listen to rap music and they feel like they're a thug you know yeah. so they even though they're a white kid from the burbs that's, you know, got Mm -hmm. everything going for him, you know, he doesn't talk like like that when he's talking normally, but when he's, when it comes to talking talking about girls, Uh, yes, Ah. he'll go, he'll go, you know, I, I don't want one girl. And I said, I said this to him. I said, you know, I look, and it's a little bit of what my, I have a one man show that I've been working on and, uh, A piece of it is, you know, how when you're a dad, you want to teach your son, you know, all the shit that you figured out and took you a long time to figure out. Now you want to go. You don't want him to waste so much time. You want to get him to figure it out fast. Yeah. You know, and I'm telling him because I was like, dude, I was such a guy who was looking for girls constantly. It was ridiculous. When I was doing comedy, I was looking where the laughs were coming from in the room. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And then when I saw the girl that I thought was cute, who was laughing at me, go to the bathroom. This was at stand up New York on the Upper West Side. Mm-hmm. I would go down to the bathroom before they could get there because they had to go around the bar to get there. And I yeah, would be right. and I would get on a fake telephone. There was a this is back in the payphone days. There was a payphone. Oh, right. It wasn't a fake. Yeah, it wasn't fake. But they I had I would, a payphone yeah, phone down there. Uh-huh. Yeah. I yeah. would pretend I was on the phone. I would wait for her to walk by. And I kind of knew if she, if I had a shot with her, she was going to go, Oh, you were funny, you know? Mm-hmm. And then I go, thank you. And I would stay on the phone and then she'd come out and maybe she go oh, say something else. And that was like my first, I had steps to it. And then right. I'd let li- that gave me a little connection. And then I'd wait till the show was over and I'd go outside in the street. If it was a comedy club where they had a parking lot, I would go out there and I would posi- position myself in a specific mm-hmm. place so I could try to talk to her again right and i was just every show was about what girl's number i could get what girl i could try to hook up with and i always tell my wife because she knows i've been with a lot of women i go i was looking for a great one the whole time i was never just trying to get laid i was never that guy i was just (laughs) fucking unsuccessfully meeting girls that i thought were going to be good over and over again And, uh,
2: well, it's just, you're, it's where you're at most of the time. I mean, it's a great thing. There's just a lot of numbers that come through. You're meeting a lot,
0: but there are comedians that you watch. And this is what I was telling my son. I go now, as an adult, I look back and I go, I was spending so much time and energy trying to meet women that I wasn't putting time into being successful, like financially. And I go, And I started watching these financial guys, like um, Warren Buffett was saying. All Mm -hmm. the guy, him, and all the guys that he knows that are super fucking successful have focus already. By the time they're thirteen and fourteen, and by the time they're eighteen, they're on their way, right? Yeah. And I was telling my son, I go, stop focusing on girls every night. You should be spending. You could focus on girls, but you're you're spending a lot of time on it. Mm -hmm. Why don't you start figuring out like open try being you know an entrepreneurial come up with a business idea make some money figure out things you know mm-hmm. even you stripping pimping that even that is more yeah i mean it's going to sound crazy but at least that's you trying to figure yourself out and you want to be successful because he looks at these things like we went to we went to miami uh not miami we went to west palm on vacation in the winter right. And we rented jet skis, you know, and they don't right. let a 14 year old go on the jet ski by himself. So it's just me and him on the jet ski. We're going mm. down these, you know, these waterways, you know, these intercoastals. And there's just all they're all super mansions on the water, one yeah. after another, after yeah. another. And he's like, I want one of those. I want one of those. I want to be successful, dad. I want to be successful. And, he, and, and I could tell he really meant it. So now I keep giving him this advice. I'm like, stop, you know, looking for girls is never going to get you rich. How does he take the money? advice? Does he, he, he is he mature he, enough to it,
2: take it or is he just like, yeah, whatever pops? It's a lot of yeah,
0: whatever cuz I also send him motivational clips constantly. Oh, anything I see on TikTok if they're good ones. How does my, he
2: respond to
1: that?
0: He's he go, not nah, he's not ne- He's not about ne- that. He's not negative, but he's definitely not living what He's not I'm, into it you not into it. He's into it, but he just thinks ah, I'm 14. That's how he thinks.
1: OK, we got to cut right there. Let's let's give it a break. because We got to pay some bills we're running out yeah, of we're, time.
0: Yeah, we're going to take a quick break.
2: So just hold tight. We'll be back.
1: All right, and we're uh, back. I don't know if you're gonna answer this, but what was your body count like? You're fifty. How old are you now?
0: Fifty-five.
1: Okay, so we're the same age. What? What? What was your body? What's your body count?
0: <laughs> Does that mean how many times did I get laid? Yeah, in yeah. In the white world. Yeah. Uh. Well, it's nowhere near your your numbers, but like I look back and I think and I get embarrassed. I don't even like to say it. I mean, all out. I'm
1: embarrassed by mine too, but. It is. Geez, he's really?
0: five. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my. my uh, body no, no, no. He was, was five, five was minutes. Giving, with. Yeah, uh, I was giving
2: uh, Dante a five minute uh, timer. Not my body count is uh, five. <laughs>
1: oh, I thought we, we do. fifty five. five girls. Girls. We do 55 uh, and then we do. Mine's, uh, mine's
2: five.
0: But go ahead. Uh, go ahead. Yeah. What now you, that I, I, have I have a 10 year old. What would you I have a 10 year old daughter, too? And I don't want to ever, ever to see this podcast. I I've never give the number to my wife. I just tell her it's a lot more than you and, but I always tell her I was single until I was 37 and I was a comedian from 19 on where you could meet girls a lot. If you wanted to put out the effort, you know, not that I'm a great looking guy, but I wasn't like, I wasn't a two. So like, I could yeah. meet girls. Pre- I could actually. Not you meet- were you were a you great were a looking guy. Looking guy. Yeah, you still First are a great looking guy. Yeah, I, mean, well, I great- could not meet, but I could not meet a lot of girls before stand up comedy. I did not have much game. I was very shy. I couldn't go up to mm-hmm. a girl that I thought was pretty and like talk to her. I couldn't do it. I just it was hard. I had friends that were because that was where the conversation went with my son because he said he goes, I have friends that are hooking up, and I guess hooking up at fourteen means they're making out. He yeah. goes, I got well, friends maybe who... not
1: could be. It could mean anal, but I don't know yeah.
0: <laughs> nowadays.
2: <laughs> could don't be. even know. That's the new first base. These kids move fast.
0: I know it scares me because he says that he has friends hooking up four times a night with four different girls. Right. And and he wasn't jealous. Right. I was just I was just telling him that, you know, some guys so I, you know, everyone has that friend that just like has, is the knack. Up, has the knack. Yeah. And then some I said, sometimes that knack comes back to bite him in the ass. I said, I knew friends that had that knack and then they were married and they couldn't stop. They were cheating on their wife. The, the, the marriage got fucked up because they couldn't stop. They were flirting all the fucking time. And then, you know, but do they, you think
1: they, do you think that the knack? The, the, so i don't think that people cheat because they have the knack i think people cheat because the doing in their life they're unfulfilled and so oh, yeah. nailing i think it's an is,
0: insecurity yes it's a,
1: it's a validation now mm-hmm. i would say for me i had the knack early on mm-hmm. like one of the things i say about a pimp pimp nobody decides to be a pimp right nobody mm-hmm. wakes up and says, you know what i'm going to do i'm an entrepreneur <laughs> a pimp is turned women make pimps and this is gonna I don't know if you ever heard this but so women make pimps here's why nobody could ever perceive that somebody a, a woman something that we You know, especially at a young age that we go a woman that we we value sex and a woman's vagina at such a high level. We can't perceive that somebody would fuck somebody else, pay, make pay, get paid for it and then give you the money. It's a concept that I don't care who you are. It's not something that any man, especially not a young man, would perceive that this could happen. So the only way that that even becomes a thought in your head, right, is somebody has to do it like somebody offers it. So for me, I would be dating some girl and she was like, I love you so much. I would do anything for you. And then they would go, I would I would fuck another dude. If you needed money, I would fuck another dude. Take them and give you the money. Now, <laughs> they just when say I that. first heard that. Right. Mm-hmm. It, I was like, in my mind, I was like, Like, who would do that, right? And they would, no, no, I really would. And then you go, no, you wouldn't. And then it comes down to it where that happens. And now you're like, holy shit. Like, she said she would do this and she really did this, right? And then you're going, oh, like, this is really a thing. But prior to that, you have no idea that that's even an option. Do you know what I mean? And I don't care how much of a knack you have you, you, the knack that you have is not, is not even possible until somebody, until uh, a woman brings you to it. Do you know what I mean? So then you go, oh, wow. she did. Then you try it again. And then you become a believer, but no guy, like I, I was talking to Keith Robinson. Keith said, Robinson, yeah, I remember I wanted to be a pimp and I just started buying stuff for girls. <laughs> and he's like, that that's not that, that, that is the opposite <laughs> that is what you call the trick you know yeah. so but so you can't well you that, have to that have you know what knack. that's
0: similar to like they used to say like i always had a couple of friends that would know how to go into a strip club and like pick up a stripper and then have sex with her yeah and you'd be like how the fuck did you do that and then like a guy that would be Honest and you might disagree with this, but they would say you 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 give them no attention, you don't like yeah. them at all. They're like, What Absolutely. the fuck? Everyone else is giving them so much, you give them zero, and now yeah. they're interested in you.
1: Yeah, I used to do that all the time. I would go in and write, write jokes in the strip club, and they would come <laughs> by
0: your notebook. <laughs> I would pull
1: out my laptop and I would be and then That's they a would
0: great place to write. <laughs>
1: And they would be coming around, and they, you know how they come off the stage and come around and get the tips. And I wouldn't even look up. I would just, you know, I would tip them because it's, yeah. you know, the etiquette is you tip. Hey, okay, you dancing, but I would sometimes I wouldn't even look up. And they would always come. I'm like, who? Are, who are you? Who are you? Like, what are you doing? Oh, I'm a comic. I'm, I'm, I'm writing jokes. And I like, I like the female form. I like to look at attractive Mark women. Mark Twain used
2: to write the same way, by the way. Mark Twain. Edgar, yeah. Alan Poe was, Edgar Allan Poe.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <End your album. laughs> That's how he um, wrote. That's how he wrote. Uh, what was telltale heart? Harry's been yeah, with yeah. me.
1: Harry's yeah, been I've with me. It
0: of... I've seen it, it just, happen.
1: You know, I would I would you be watching no a mind. game. He had, a t-
0: he had like a feather behind his ear with the fucking. <laughs> dip in he
1: he was, so yeah. <laughs> so... He's like, bitch, stop shaking my inkwell. Yeah, you're twerking too much. Um
2: <laughs> what rhymes with heart? Quick <laughs> wench pussy for it.
1: Yeah. Well, anybody know where it rhymes with bed wench? Anybody know? <laughs> so I'm looking at the clock. It's about that time. Uh we gotta cut away for a safety break. Y'all listen to some nice commercials and we'll step out for some attitude adjustments. Yo, what's up, Square Pimp Brigade? Thanks for hanging in. We're back. So what I realize is and, and I'm, you know, where I used to like do the hitch thing when I would teach guy, oh, this is what you got to do this. And you know, all those techniques work like the pickup artist. Those techniques absolutely work. The problem is that so, so there's another thing I say all the time is real game is no game at all. Um, You can learn the techniques to do that. Right. But if you're inauthentic in the first place, if that's not really who you are.
0: That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It like,
1: falls apart.
0: My um, wife was my wife was the first person I ever met met really that when, yeah, when I was inauthentic, it just, it pushed her away. I yeah. could feel it. And I was like, this is fucking weird. Like I could be my hundred percent self. And that's when she was the most, interested and in, right uh, and I could I could feel it, you know, if if I was, yeah, if I was doing something for the wrong reason.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well the the other thing is that um so I think when I say the authenticity is so important is that there were in terms of me as a I have done a lot of things in my life and I've met a lot of people and I and and I every day I put my feet on the ground my intention is civility, civility and kindness and respectfulness and and all of those things. And so that, so none of that is inauthentic. The difference is, you know, when you people go, nice guys finish last is I'm a nice guy. I just, I'm just not willing to let you abuse the fact that I'm a nice guy and I'm willing to slam on the brakes immediately um, when I realize that you're, you're being unkind. So if I was in a, if I'm in a, you know, like I've had, uh, I used—I to, haven't told this story in a long time, Harry. I—I I remember going out on a date with a girl, this girl I liked, and I, you know, I had the car detailed, and we were going actually going to a play, and I had got tickets for the play, and then she she goes, uh, you know, we had par- it was a, we were going to Broadway, so you know the parking there, and I paid for par- you know just it was a big thing. It's an effort. It was yeah, an effort. and uh, she says she's hungry. and We had like an hour before the thing, and. And I go. Well, you want to go? You want to go grab a quick bite to eat? And We go. Yes, we're right on Forty Second Street at that Star Diner, right where the uh, you know, when you come across the, the the bridge or whatever it is. Right, I mean, it doesn't even matter. But the the point, we go into that thing, and then um, she orders a cheeseburger, and I order a cheeseburger, and I I remember how much I had gone through to get the tickets and everything, and then there was this waitress who was ordering, you know, she was taking our order. And then I don't know. And she wanted like a cheeseburger deluxe. I ordered a cheeseburger deluxe. And the the waitress comes and she was okay, but she wasn't, you know, like drop dead or anything. And, you know, I was just being polite. And she goes, you're looking at that girl's ass. And I was like, no, I'm not. And she was like, yes, you did. And, I,
2: and so I instantly go. Party is like, easy. first of all, I'll you'll know when I'm looking at, a girl's ass if i did (laughs) i would tell you that i was looking at that girl's ass
1: so she goes uh yes you were so as she's eating i take the cheeseburger and i slide the cheeseburger back to me and she goes "What, what are you doing i go um if you're gonna be ungrateful i'm not gonna feed you and you so she goes, yeah. Oh, that's how it is. You you you're a cheap motherfucker. I go, no, yeah. it's not that I'm a cheap motherfucker. This is like I've done so much up until this point to have to make this date. And the fact that you're even if I was looking, I wasn't looking at it, but even if I was you shut your mouth, you're winning. The tickets was $230 a piece. The dinner, the parking, the detail. And then you're complaining about something that I didn't even do. Cause you don't, cause you just feel as though you can just hmm. you have the right to do this because you're so accustomed to being a cunt that you're continuously doing it and you feel like you and I go, so I'm not she goes, hmm. so that's oh that that's how it is. And I go, I go, um, yeah, that's hmm. how it is.
2: I like that Dante was goes, like, well, I- I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna carb you up. To give you the energy to break my balls <laughs> give you here.
1: more energy yeah. to fight <laughs> and she goes uh well i'll i'll uh i'll get my own i said great well you can get your own waitress you can you can uh split checks <laughs> you can get, get her a separate she wants to. Over here. i go she wants to order well i didn't i didn't bring my money with me yeah but you you're you're treating me like you did, you, 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 you're literally taking everything that I've given, everything that I've done, you're taking it all for granted. And then you wanna bring a problem about something where, where even if I was looking at this girl that you, I just, the, the date was about a grand and we haven't even gone. I go and I'll tell you something else. If you, you keep bitching about it, I'll, I'll I'll blow the tickets. I'll turn around, I will drop you home. We won't even go see the play. So she goes, oh, is that how it is? I go, yeah, that's absolutely how it is um, because I've done more than I should have done and you don't appreciate any of it and I'm, I'm fine. So, well, I'm, I'm grumbles and then she goes, I'm sorry. I was like, all right, well, I don't wanna hear nothing. We go to the play. When we come out, she goes, I'm hungry. I go, you did the crime. Do the, you can go home and eat cornflakes. Now we could try this date again another time and you can act like you know how to treat somebody or we could not I don't care because it's I've done so much and I think the point was when I think about the magnitude of what I did to get the I couldn't get the tickets it was all kinds of the money I was a detail I wanted everything to be right. And now you just feel like because you in this moment you just feel like being a bitch now you're gonna you're gonna spoil it all, and then and because I have all this invested, you think I'm gonna just go on with this? I don't. I will flip the whole. I will not only will I flip the chessboard, I will blow the chessboard up. And the fact that I was willing to do that, she never got over me. Like we dated for a while, but even after, I mean, even now, she still contacts me because hmm. I'm not. I'm. I'm not. I'm. I'm well, as kind hungry. as I am. But if you try and fuck me, I, I don't like bitch. I don't care. I don't care about like, why would I care about somebody who doesn't care about me? And I think so often guys will not do mm. that. They'll, I have so much invested. I want to get the the I want to get the
2: return back. Yeah. I put so but much I'd into rather, this. I don't want to I, lose I, this. Yeah. I, or I don't want to start over. And- guys will go. I don't want to start over. Because what if I never find somebody, the amount of energy it took, to the time and all that, all that stuff, like I don't want to lose.
1: But I think that the my ability to make all the sacrifices to put a date together like that, to to talk to friends of mine who I knew in theater to help me get the tickets and to detail of the car and all of that stuff is what makes me a great guy. But because I'm a great guy, if you think you're going to take advantage of me, I don't I, I because my intention was was honest. The giving, my giving intention was honest. So if you wanna treat me like garbage, even in the context of me giving, why am I trying to compromise? There's no compromise in that, if that makes sense. First of all, let's do this. We're gonna do Patreon behind the scenes. So is there anything you wanna plug real quick, Joe? And we're gonna do everything behind us. We're gonna do the paid for you, whatever
0: uh just follow me on instagram uh at the joe matteris i got a bunch of live shows coming up this this week i'm going on tour to uh south jersey shore i have like five different theaters and then okay. i'm at the borgata for a week after that in atlantic city so uh if you're gonna be south in the South Matarice. jersey shore yeah go to joe for tickets
1: okay all right Harry real quick talk
2: to me. yeah uh, you can go to all my social media at Harry Turjanian but also uh, as per Dante finally pushing me I am also going to be doing consultations now and uh, and if you want to hit me up uh, advice from Harry at gmail.com for a relationship and uh, sex advice uh, if you need help I'm here for you Dante saved my life and I'm paying it forward Advice from Harry at gmail.com if you want to reach out for a consultation.
1: Uh, for me, you know, Google me, bitch. Um, <laughs> 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 everything that you need, G Y B B, get you balls back. W W D D. What would Dante do? The Sexual Revolution, just being podcast. I love y'all. Don't forget to follow the YouTube channel and everything else. You know how to get us. Um, we are out, man. Thank you.